0: I was going to pee before the show, and then I forgot to. So if this first segment is a short one, it's because i got to pee. The world's supposed to end this Saturday, according to some wacko religious zealots. If the world was really going to end, couldn't it be on a Monday? President Donald Trump said today at the United Nations that if North Korea threatened the United States or one of its allies, then the United States will totally destroy North Korea. So maybe the rapture won't get us on Sunday, but... This seems more likely you found the Adam Crowley show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. If the world were to end on Saturday and you only had four days left, what would you do? I'd probably try to get back to Ireland with my wife, but that would take up almost half the time and travel. So screw it. We're just going to go to the local Irish pub and drink our faces off. That's the subject of my unsponsored Twitter question of the day. What would you do if you only had four days to live? Some wise-ass tweeted Kate Upton as if that would be what she wanted to spend her time doing in the last few days on the earth. Ed Bouchette is the big dog. He's a Steelers beat writer at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's a Hall of Famer, damn it. He's also the football insider across the street, even though he listens to my show every day and not theirs. In a column, he asked, is the Steelers defense good or have the opponents been lousy? A good question, but isn't it allowed to be both? Deshaun Kaiser's a rookie quarterback. They made him look like one in week one. Case Keenum sucks. He's a career backup, a career journeyman. They made him look like that in week two. The Steelers defense is third in the league in yards against and sixth in the league in points against. I don't care who you do that against. Those are good numbers. This isn't college where you get to pick who's on your non-conference schedule the first three weeks of the season. You play who you got, and you got to beat them. The Steelers should be commended for doing what they were supposed to do against two offensively challenged teams. Ramon Foster said today that Al Villanueva was so sick this weekend that he lost close to 20 pounds. He couldn't keep anything down. First off, ooh, what's better, the basement or the attic? Sucks either way, I suppose. Joe doesn't like that humor. It's potty humor. Potty humor's gross to Joe. Gonna put that up on the Twitter poll, the unsponsored Twitter poll. What's better, basement or the attic? I realize he was up against one of the best in the game in Everson Griffin, and the Steelers wanted their best option at left tackle to be available, but Villanueva shouldn't have played. We're led to believe that teams care about player safety. That ain't true. Teams and the league care about their own agenda. The Steelers needed Al against Everson Griffin, so they suited him up. Al left the game due to dehydration issues. Shocker, since the guy lost 20 freaking pounds. The Steelers should have rolled with Hubbard and absorbed the consequences. If it were a concussion, that's what they would have done. But this was no less a serious matter. We're talking about dehydration. We're talking about a left tackle losing 20 pounds. Bad call by the Steelers. Hopefully Al's feeling better. How about Lawrence Timmons? You see what's going on there? Lawrence Timmons is going to see a doctor after he went AWOL this weekend. The Dolphins were so concerned about Timmons not being with the team in L.A. on Saturday that they filed a missing persons report. Anytime something like this comes up in the NFL today, Doesn't your mind immediately flip to CTE? Is there something going on with his brain? Is there something psychological that's going on? Is it the drugs that the team's giving him? The first thing that I saw reported was that the team didn't believe that this was in regard to early onset CTE. That's what you think about when odd things go on with NFL players. Santana Moss was just quoted in an interview done by Dominique Foxworth saying that he's not ready to feel that way. He's too young to experience the symptoms that he's experiencing. He's too young to experience the symptoms that he's reading about. Santana Moss is 38 years old. The lack of sympathy that I've seen for players regarding CTE is dumbfounding. It's a lack of sympathy, and it's a lack of empathy. Colin Dunlap from that station across the street tweeted out yesterday that he doesn't feel bad for players because they know the risks when they get involved in football. Now, he's not the only person who feels this way. It's a common thought, but... I don't think it's a very nuanced one. Playing football has often been compared to cigarette smoking. You know the risks when you start. Two things are wrong with that. One, there are no benefits of smoking. Well, maybe you feel cool when you take a drag, throw in a leather jacket. You look like a greaser. Maybe you enjoy the act, but it doesn't provide you with anything other than carcinogen. Football does. Football makes all of these players rich. Football is something that brings them enjoyment. Football brings them camaraderie. Football can give people father figures. That's something smoking can't do. With smoking, if you smoke a pack a day for 60 years, it's probably going to kill you. If you play football from the time you're 10 until the time you're 35, it's probably going to mess up the quality of your life in your later years. But the trade-off is that you're probably living large when you're playing. And you're setting up your family for generations. Comparing the two situations is apples to oranges. Beyond that... Most people who pick up a cigarette do know the risks involved. Players who are playing in the league right now didn't know about CTE when they started playing. A lot of them, at least. Hell, a lot of the players in the league didn't know about CTE when they got into the league. So they didn't know all the risks. And secondarily, the reason that I feel bad for dudes who wind up with CTE is this. A lot of these players wouldn't have gotten to go to college without football. CTE doesn't only affect people who play in the pros, it affects people who have played at any level and have sustained brain trauma. So Joe Schmo, who wasn't raised in the best community, who didn't have the best upbringing, turned to football and a coach for comfort. He wouldn't have had a chance to go to school otherwise, if not for the scholarship. Those kids who get to live out their dream of going to college are able to get out of an awful situation because of a game that they excel in. Then if they excel further... They get to make big money playing at the highest level. The money that they can earn there changes their life, their parents' life, their future families' lives, and we're going to act as if it's actually a choice? No pun intended, but anybody with a brain would make that decision. And it's not all that different from the military. Don't roll your eyes. Hear me out. A lot of people who join the military are young men and women who don't have... A chance to get out of poverty without the military. And then when they come home with PTSD, we honor them. We praise them. It's a little bit different, obviously, because they're going overseas to fight for us. But one of the reasons that they're over there is because they need the money. They need the career. It's how they get out of a bad situation. We praise them when they come home. When they're wounded, we praise them. A lot of NFL players come from poverty, and they play the game to make a living that they otherwise wouldn't have a chance of making. And when they wind up with CTE, we say, huh, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, they did. And they did it anyhow. Because it was the only choice that they had. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. That's 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Mike Tomlin spoke to the media today. Good afternoon. He says that Stefan Tewitt and TJ Watt may be good to go this weekend against the Bears. Good Steelers defensive front was very disruptive against the Vikings that without those two players, if they play, think about what the Steelers front seven can look like. That's been the strength of the team thus far. And that without James Harrison, the other thing that Mike Tomlin brought up today, when asked about Harrison, the question was posed. Is he declining? Has he been passed over on the depth chart? Is he doing something wrong? And Mike Tomlin said he's not doing something wrong. Other players are doing things correctly. TJ Watt. Two sacks, game number one. He got hurt. You know who replaced him in game number two? Anthony Ciccolo. You know why Anthony Ciccolo replaced him in game number two? Because he had two sacks in game number one. It's not about James Harrison's diminished play. It's about the players around James Harrison finally getting it, finally playing better. The Steelers finally have their future at outside linebacker. And now we all have to shed a tear for James Harrison? I don't think so. Here's the sitch, to quote Kim Possible. That's going to go over a lot of people's heads in this audience. It is AM radio, after all. If James Harrison plays at any point this season, it means that something bad happened to Watt or Chicolo or Bud Dupree. You don't want that. It means that they either got hurt or they hit the wall. Bud Dupree said after his first year, he hit the wall in his first season. T.J. Watt's going to play a 1,000 games since the last time he got a break given how long he went in the season with Wisconsin, given how much he had to prepare for the Combine, given that he's going to play 20-some-odd games with the Steelers this year, if you include playoffs and preseason, there's a chance they hit the wall. And if this happens, James Harrison will be there, and he'll be fresh. Don't shed a tear for James Harrison. Last year, that's how it went down, and last year, it worked out okay for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin also echoed something that I talked about a lot on the show yesterday. Cam Hayward was a monster on Sunday. His statistics didn't show how dominating of a performance it was, but it was that. And if you believe in the pro football focus stuff, he graded out high on that for the second consecutive week in a row. Mike Tomlin called Bears quarterback Mike Glennon statuesque. That was supposed to be a compliment. I don't know how much it really was. Mike Glennon, current Bear, former Buccaneer, threw a few completions to the Buccaneers last week, much to the chagrin of the Bears. He stinks. The Bears stink. The Steelers need to do what they don't do, and that's go in and beat a bad team on the road. The Steelers need to not do what they sometimes do do, play like doo do on the road. I don't doubt that the defense will have success, but the Steelers' offense needs to be consistent in a road environment. Don't turn the football over, and this game should be pretty easy. Will Graves from the Associated Press will join me at 4.30 today to hit on all the topics of the day. John Ledger will hop on at 6 to discuss the state of the National Football League. Pitt is using practice this week as a battleground for the starting quarterback position. Will it be Max Brown or Ben Denucci? I can't believe that Max Brown was highly recruited to one of the best schools in the country. It's starting to make sense why he had to transfer to Pitt. As for Denucci, the guy was recruited by Penn. Not Penn State by Penn smart kid not the greatest football player oh yeah he was also recruited to Pitt he ain't any good Pitt's in trouble they're gonna lose this week against Georgia Tech or they're gonna have a very difficult time in beating them but the biggest issue for Pitt in the quarterback situation it's the defense Dan Marino could start week three or four whatever week it is and they're gonna have trouble. Because the defense is going to be that bad. What a brutal start to the season for Pitt. Penn State on the road. then they're against the best offense in the country in Oklahoma State. Then they're back on the road to face one of the more difficult teams in the country to prepare for. Pitt stinks. But it would have been nice to spread those games out, don't you think? How about Virginia coming off of Okie State? Like, give me some Hokies after Okie. Because they suck. They're the Cavaliers, aren't they? The Hokies are... Virginia Tech. Yeah, you know what, Virginia Tech. In fact, I'd rather have Georgia Tech. Can't we still have Virginia, though? Is that too much to ask? Penn State, Oklahoma State, Georgia Tech? That sucks. I make fun of Pitt a lot. I don't think their program is going in the right direction at all. But, man, that is a brutal, brutal schedule to start the season. Snowflake jackass John Steigerwald wrote a column saying that Pitt needs an on-campus stadium. What was there? Nothing else to write about this week? One of the most discussed topics for Pitt every single year. It's like, okay, Pitt sucks. I'm not going to actually analyze the team. Let me reach back into my old file, because he doesn't have a computer because he's a thousand years old. Let me pull it out. Ah, Pitt needs an on-campus stadium. That is a problem, sure, but it's not the problem. More on that later in the show. Dan Kigurski wrote a good observational column on Phil Kessel today on PittsburghHockeyNow.com. He says it looks like Mike Sullivan's summer talk with Phil is already looking like it's paying off. More from Dan coming up at 5.30. 412-922-2874 is the number to get involved. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Up next, criticizing the Steelers' defense because of who they've played is dumb. It's a Crowley show. It's about a thousand degrees outside today. Joe shows up wearing long pants, a flannel, a shirt under the flannel. I'm telling you what, if you don't believe in global warming, I'm just kidding. Kidding. Not doing politics today. How about that? Somebody sent an email complaining about me yesterday. I didn't bring up politics once yesterday, but yet someone still found a need to complain. And what they said was this. Adam Crowley is terrible. That's how they let things off. Good start there. Said he constantly talks down to his audience, and he's smarmy and sarcastic. I don't talk down to my audience. I don't. I talk down to dumb people. So smart people shouldn't feel like they're being talked down to. I am very sarcastic. Yes, you hit that one right on the head. Will Graves from the Associated Press will join me at 430. Always a solid back and forth conversation. Stay tuned. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Okay, I said I wasn't going to talk about politics, and I won't, but this kind of scratches the surface a little bit, I guess, depending on where you fall on the issue. Eagles defensive end Chris Long will be donating each of his first six game checks to pay for student educations in Charlottesville, North Carolina. And by that, I mean Charlottesville, Virginia. It's a South. Just secede already and get over with it. The response for his generosity has been universally positive. All I can say is stick to sports. Man, doesn't he know that the Eagles just lost this week? Doesn't he know that the Eagles play the 0-2 Giants this week? They can pretty much knock the Giants by the wayside. What is his priority? I'll tell you what, his priorities are out of whack. That's what they are. Well, at least that's what was said about Kaepernick. When he knelt for the anthem and then donated and raised hundreds of thousand dollars for inner city kids. People are overwhelmingly positive about Long for two reasons. One, he's white. And two, he didn't kneel during the anthem. He did put his arm around Malcolm Jenkins, who put a fist in the air during the anthem. He continues to do that every week. There's a little bit of a double standard going on, right? The narrative will be, Long isn't disrespectful. He doesn't need to protest to get things done. Well, here we are, still talking about Kaepernick. And the longer he's kept off a roster... The longer his point holds up, black people are looked at differently. Don't believe me? Just look at how Chris Long is being received. 412 Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. See, we can do it both ways. We can have fun and we can talk about the serious issues here on the Crowley Show. WD Hammer tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Adam, I'm 67. Like your style, man. You don't sell BS to get listeners, and that is old school. Keep up the great work. I don't know if I'd ever describe myself as old school, but I don't lie. I just don't. If I'm feeling something, that's what you hear on the microphone. I don't think that's true with anybody else in town. I think everybody else in town knows what they need to say to get people riled up. If what I say does rile you up, that's fine, but I'm trying to be... Honest with you, because I'd want you to be honest with me. WD Hammer also tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Ninety two will get his time, but like the local pundits do best, make a big deal out of it. Wait till they lose. It'll be fire the coach then. That's just that, right? The second the Steelers lose and James Harrison's on the bench, everyone in town's gonna flip out. Look how good they were down this stretch without James. Look how good they were with him playing. Now they don't have him, and they're losing. Look what's happening. That is exactly what's going to happen, WD Hammer. But it won't be the reason that they've lost. Can you tell me one player in that outside linebacker rotation that you'd take off the field to put James Harrison in there right now? Based on production and statistics and facts, you can't. TJ Watt was really good in game one. Two sacks and an interception. Hello, not coming off the field. Plus, he's the future of that position. Bud Dupree had a sack in game number two, and he's the future of that position. Anthony Ciccolo is the future third outside linebacker. He can play both sides, will play both sides, and he had two sacks in game one. So you tell me where James Harrison's supposed to be slotted in. Nowhere. Nowhere. There's nowhere to put him. And that's okay. It's all right that James Harrison isn't going to play a lot this year. If he does, that's fine. If you need him, you can break the glass in case of emergency, but it's also okay if he doesn't play. Ed Bouchette is the Steelers insider for the fan. He also listens to the Crowley Show, according to Mark Caboli, so take that with a grain of salt. Mark's a good reporter. I don't know if he's a great reporter. Take your shots at everyone today. How about that? Ed wrote a column asking if we can take much away from the Steelers' defense after the first two weeks, or is it just that the Steelers' opponents have been offensively inept? Little column A, little column B. But two years ago, the Steelers went into Baltimore with everything to play for, and they lost to the Ravens with Ryan Mallett at quarterback. You should take what you're getting right now. Steelers' defense is in the top 10 in points allowed and the top 10 in yards allowed. They've got nine sacks on the season. I don't care who you're doing it against. If you keep those numbers up, you're successful defense. The Steelers' front seven has been excellent. We haven't seen major breakdowns on the back end. They're looking good. The offense has played two pretty good defenses. They haven't looked so good. I'd be much more concerned about them than trying to project what the defense would be doing against better competition. The offense needs to be more consistent. The defense, they've been consistent since day one. 412 Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Up next, Will Graves from the Associated Press and I save the world one radio segment at a time. It's the Crowley Show. Carla tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. You're an acquired taste. When you moralize... I put music on, problem solved. We agreed last week, Joe, that anytime I start moralizing or talking about something that could be misconstrued as politics, we just come on with this. A little hasselhoff, right? So here you go, Carla, that way we can get you all at once. Instead of hearing me moralize, you can just listen to this. That is how I introduce myself, though, from time to time. Hey, Adam Crowley, nice to meet you. I'm an acquired taste. So is Will Graves from the Associated Press. He joins me right now here on the Crowley Show. Will, you've met me. Would you describe me as an acquired
1: taste? Uh, I, yeah, a little bit.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Uh, I'd say that you're sort of like me in that you sort of tend to, like, at first blush, you're like, my God, the dude's obnoxious. And then, like, after a while, you're like, oh, he's all right. So, I mean, and that's pretty much, uh, to borrow my autonomism, that's the path we travel in this life. So, uh, you know, I would say you're an acquired taste, but in a good way.
0: Okay. So. I like that. I'd say the same thing about you. We can both be obnoxious together and we can tell everyone else to bleep off. Uh, Will, yes. let me ask you this question. Start things off with a little sports talk. How about that? Like real sports. We're doing real, real, <laughs> real sports today.
1: All right. Let's do it. Why,
0: why do we always yeah. do this thing in the media, Will, where it becomes... The Steelers' defense is only good because they're playing bad competition. Like, why can't we give the Steelers' defense credit for actually being good? Why do we have to say, well, I mean, they're yeah, good, it's, but, it's, but, 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 but?
1: I'm with you. It's it's sort of a no-win situation for them at the moment because if they, if they suck, then we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe the defense is terrible. They should be killing backup quarterbacks or rookies, and then they pretty much do that, and then you're like, eh, you know, I I don't know. I guess because they need something to talk about. That's it. You know, I I guess that's that's it. I mean, I. And then I talk uh,
0: about them talking about that.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's. uh, um, Sorry, (laughs) you caught me in the middle of of, uh, babysitting duties. Uh, Do you need to leave, Will? Do you need to go? You need to wipe
0: a a butt or something? What do you need to do?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it's we would be. like, like I, I literally just started writing something that said, two weeks in, Tomlin's issues are the first world variety. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're complaining, like, well, they're not getting turnovers. Well, so what? You know, they've been, they haven't trailed at any point this season. Uh, and Anytime you can do that for more than a week, I think is, is a step in the right direction. So, everybody just calm down. I'd rather – it's almost like when I was a kid, I'd get – good grades the first quarter, and then I get bored, and I go and screw around with my friends in the middle of the year, and I get grounded eventually. And then, you know, i rally at the end. Well, I should have gotten the bad grades first and the good grades later so everybody's (laughs) like, hey, way to get better, you know? So uh, instead of like, oh, you're not living up to your potential. So I I think what they're doing now, I mean, this is fine. I mean, I think if they were winning 45-3, to that would probably raise expectations to an unacceptable level.
0: That's a really good point by you, Will. I hadn't thought of it that way. For a while, I had thought of Tom Brady's career like that, where he had won all these Super Bowls, and then he was going to AFC Championship games and losing, and then he was losing to the Giants in the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, he looked not so infallible. Well, of course, they come back and win a couple of Super Bowls, but it does matter when things happen, and if people forget, Looking back to last year, the Steelers were 4-5. and five. They didn't have their footing. They didn't look very good at any point in the first half of the season. And people complained, and the Steelers were losing. Now people are complaining the Steelers are winning. All they need to do is remember what last year looked like, and they should be happy with what has happened in the first two weeks of the season.
1: Right, but we are one dud in Chicago away from it being a you know DEFCON 5. Oh, complaint. yes. You know. I mean, that's sort of – because they, they have – this is the year. I mean, if they're going to get it done this year, if they're going to get where they say they believe they can go, you cannot you, – you you cannot lose games like this. And they have – like, they did not. Uh, this At the end of last season, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat. They've beaten two teams they should have beaten and beaten them in ways that they should have beaten them for the most part. So, I mean, there was really nothing to complain about. Um, but – the track record with this team and Tomlin look, Hey, you know, I appreciate Tomlin bringing it up today before anybody even mentioned it. Cause I imagine most dealer fans had blocked it out. That ridiculous loss in 2014 where Glennon comes in and they Ben throws picks late and they end up losing to the bucks who were awful that year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it, it, they are not uh, above reproach, but I think because they have not been that dominant, because there are things to work on, I imagine they're probably going to be pretty sharp this weekend.
0: If they're not, and they still win, I still don't want to hear anybody bitch because there's a difference between going into, a, as Mike Tom would say, hostile environment and winning ugly and going in there and losing. And people have complained about the losing. I don't care how it gets done. If you're the Steelers, just find a way to win because at the end of the season, if you've got 12 and the Patriots have 12 and one of yours is against the Patriots – no one's going to ask about the rest of them and how they looked. If you're the first seed, that's all that matters. So, right. I don't I, need I, them to be sexy not in a big, Chicago. I'm not,
1: a big, look, I'm not a big supporter of the the, the narrative the quarterback tries to set every week. However, I do agree with him on this. There isn't a lot of – this isn't the BCS. They are not playing for style points. However, we pumped them up all offseason, and they pumped themselves up all offseason and bought into their own hype that they are going to be this explosive group. I think they can be. I mean, the, And let's be honest, I mean, I think the – I think the Vikings' defense is pretty good. You know, I mean, I, I don't. That wasn't a, some sort of, you know, uh, that wasn't a that wasn't JV football they were playing out there. You know, so I, I think they did what they had to do, and it's like it's okay to just win. It's it's uh, and it's weird because the Steelers wasn't that like their trademark for a long, long time was just win. I mean, my God, all those teams in the '90s that just won, went to AFC Championship game after AFC Championship game, and they just played. So I can't remember. Like and I was going in WV at the time. I can't remember three game regular season games from the nineties with the Steelers. I cannot the one I remember
0: <laughs> You were drunk like, the whole time, Will.
1: It's like it's like Tom Zach almost getting killed. Uh whoever I could say, whoever that was against uh, the, the Browns or whoever it was where he turned into the guy and got with the Cowboys and got broken in half. I mean, that's it. They just won football games and went to the playoffs every year and that's okay. I mean it it's okay. Uh, it's like you, like are you an Adonis? No, but you're a good looking guy, right? You got married. Somebody's oh, yeah. attractive, right? So I, think so I mean it's okay. It's okay to be it's okay to just be handsome. You know I'm hot, not? Will. You know, you, uh, well, I mean, I know. What's your what's your leg hair status this
0: week? Yeah, it's still not there. Good point by you. Will <laughs> Grace from the Associated Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. Let's get a little bit more serious here, Will, because All there's right. there's a new topic to be discussed, and it's not really new. It's kind of old, but it's rearing its head again. The Lawrence Timmons thing scares me. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, is there some sort of early onset CTE going on? Is his brain all screwed up because he's been playing football for his entire life? And I think a lot of people went down that path whenever they read about Lawrence Timmons and a guy who works at the station across the street, he thought the same thing. He tweeted out, if that's the case, that's the case. I'm not going to feel bad for football players and – I don't like that take. I, I, I like having empathy for other human beings, but beyond that,
1: I think it's dangerous to speculate on the status of Lawrence. It Timmons is. It Timmons is. Timmons mental state. I it mean, is. Are I, we going to go ask Girl Surgeon what you know how long he's going to be out? I mean, so I, I think that the sort of groups, the the crowd of medical uh, maladies or whatever is just really, really dangerous, and it's one of the many dark areas of our industry that really pisses me off. So. Uh, look, I was in the locker room the Friday of hur- before Hurricane Irma hit when the Dolphins game was postponed. Players were told to evacuate. I saw LT. I saw LT on the practice field. I said hi to him in the hallway. He looked like he was fine. I mean, I, I think, you know, you're in one place for a long time. His comfort level here was extremely high. Um, I personally think it would have been nice if they could have found a way to keep him. Um, obviously, they made their bets with Vince. They made a run in tower. Things have worked out for the, on the Steelers' part um i think it's way i just think there's just way too much going on there um i i think you can't dismiss the homesickness factor and i mean you're talking a guy who came to the league at 21 years old and spent 10 years with one organization surrounded by the same guys all the time he's in a new surroundings and it's got to be um you know it's got to be intimidating for him as, as he's got family still here uh so i don't want to go and say that I don't want to go anywhere down any any road and say that CTE or whatever. Well, let's not factory. do let's
0: not do that then. Will let's do this okay. instead. The Dolphins seem to be pretty pissed about it.
1: Well, they should. They spent ten million dollars thinking they were getting Lawrence Timmons.
0: Well, it depends on what's going on, and I think that's why they need to kind of further investigate this as opposed to the way that they seemed and the way that the head coach seemed at the press conference was. Uh, we're a little irritated with the situation. I could understand irritation, but. You know what? If there is something going on with her, his daughter, I just think you do need to wait and see. And that's not why I was going down the CTE path. There, I was using that. <laughs> as, I was using that as a launching pad to get into something else with CTE. You wouldn't let me okay. do it, you jackass! Sorry. But but Sorry. I just wish the Dolphins weren't so quick to be like, "Oh, this guy, what a jackass!"
1: Well, it's sort of embarrassing for them, though. I mean, it. it, it you know is. what's
0: embarrassing? A- the Dolphins.
1: They won the game, didn't they? They did win the game. If
0: you beat San Diego, it doesn't count.
1: <laughs> now back to your earlier point about empathy for football players. I mean, I I think you can't start playing football or be, make football your living and not think about the the chances uh, of long term damage to your health. I mean, I view it like sort of like smoking. I mean, you can't you can't look at somebody smoking and think. That's a good idea when every kindergartner in America has firemen come to their school and teaches you that when there's a fire in your house, you stop, drop, and roll. Nobody in a house fire stands up and leans into a building smoke, takes a hit, and and then puffs it back out. Okay, So it, it, it is obvious that inhaling smoke is bad for you, yet people do it anyway. Well,
0: let me – and here's here's what I always say to that, Will. For a lot of these guys, maybe it's not a choice, though. Maybe it's the only way that they're able to get into college, and then it's the only way that they know how to make money after college.
1: Um, uh, and, and I was, well, well, that's not, not the only way it's the most lucrative way.
0: Well, there's that. Uh,
1: you know, I mean, if they, if, if the NFL was paying $28,000 a year, I don't think we'd have a lot, we'd have a lot of, uh, quite as many football we, players. We
0: wouldn't, but isn't that kind of telling you that it's not so much a choice if you have the opportunity to do that or God knows what else you're going to do that and you're going to go with, but the I mean, I, right.
1: But I think that that's the, uh, I mean, isn't that. Uh, capitalism, you know, I mean, isn't that basically how we're raised? I mean, if, if, if your radio station, if some other radio station came to you and said, Hey, Adam, you can make, uh, you know, I'll give you 10 times what you're making now, but you have half the job security and you might only be able to do this for a couple of years and maybe, done, maybe you right. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, I, you know, I had somebody approach me last week about a uh, something that, and I put throughout a number and they came back to me and I, and they were like, okay, and then my, me and my wife had to talk about it, and it was like, you know, we, I've got security in the job I have now, um, and it wasn't, I wasn't a straight offer, but it was like a, just the beginning of a discussion. And I, after a while, my wife and I went back I was like, you know, it's just not something we can do. However, had it been, you know, X number, that number plus X, yeah, of course. Even though it would offer not nearly as much stability as the job I have now. So, I mean, I so you're not
0: going it, to dkpittsburghsports.com is no, what you're I'm telling me. I'm not. Is that, is
1: that the outlet? Did I just get you to break news? That is, no. that's
0: no. Okay, that very good. Not,
1: I haven't heard of that outlet. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. The, the athletic? athletic? Are you going I'm to the, the athletic? Is. is Will Graves yeah, going I, to the I athletic? You no. Know, to be a hockey writer? Uh, I mean, like, I love hockey uh, as much as the next person but I, you just, no. That's not it.
0: Is Will Graves going <laughs> to PittsburghSportsNow.com? I've got the scoop <laughs> <laughs> coming up next right here on the Crowley Show. Yeah, Will, please. I got to run, man. Like but uh, Will uh, really good stuff as <laughs> always, man. Thanks for playing along.
1: I right, dude, I'll
0: see you. There he goes, Will Graves from the Associated Press, also from WVU, reporting it exclusively right here. Not going to DKPittsburghSports.com, not going to The Athletic, not going to PittsburghSportsNow.com. Any other outlets out there that are hiring in Pittsburgh that are trying to poach talent? I think those are the three. I know right now one of those three offered Will Graves. They should approach me. I'm the ultimate mercenary. Whatever you were paying, Will, I'll take half. It's the Crowley Show. Oh, baby! I'm not going to Nam! The hell's Crowley talking about, you ask yourself? Joe just said, go to usatoday.com, and you can plug in your birth date, and it'll tell you whether or not you would have been drafted to go to Vietnam in 1970. My name was not called, my number not called, not going to Vietnam. Celebrate, baby! 47 years later.
2: What about you, Brian? Would you have been there? (laughs) I'd have been in there, man. Oh, man. Number 44. Oh man. Like I'm in there early. You are like, I'm going back for multiple tours. after. Yeah. You're going to have to go back
0: again. Joe, were you going? Yeah. I'm the lucky
2: one. It's because they knew
0: that they couldn't be without me. The major medium market star name was not called birthday, not called 1970. How about that? If you want to play the game, it's Kind of morbid to think about, really. Go to usatoday.com backslash Vietnam dash war backslash draft dash picker. There's no way you pick that up with me just saying it right there. If you want some great content on them Stillers and the Pitt Panthers, go to ESPNPGH.com or just check out my Twitter account at underscore Adam Crowley where I posted a story on each. I talked about the James Harrison thing a little bit earlier on in the show. But there's a piece up there on that. I will be talking about Pitt coming up in eight minutes. The quarterback's not the problem. Pitt right now is trying to determine who their quarterback's going to be on Saturday against Georgia Tech. The quarterback's not the problem. The problem is they're giving up 39 points a game the last 13 times they've played in FBS school. All right, boys, let's do this. I didn't have enough time to get to what I wanted to talk about here. That's why I didn't tease it. I'm learning this whole radio thing. I'm getting there. Yeah, thank you very much. That's a reverse demerit. I feel like I should get a pat on the back. But I ask this because the world is supposed to end on Saturday. The rapture is going to be here, which sounds terrifying, right? Like angels come from the sky and they're supposed to rip you from your earthly body and drag you up to heaven. I mean, I guess it's terrifying, but if you get picked, it's great. It's like the the opposite of the Vietnam draft, right? You get picked, you know you're going to heaven, you're great for all eternity. You don't, you're screwed. If only it were a Monday. Then I'd have to do all the show prep for this week. But if you only had four days left to live, what are you doing? I think I'd love to go back to Ireland, but I don't, I don't know if it's worth it because it's such a long trip. Like, maybe go to Idlewild or something.
2: You know what I'd do, man? I'd go Grand Theft Auto. That's what do. i do. do. Honestly, I'd get cars. I'd take any car I wanted. I'd drive everywhere around just taking whatever I needed. Somebody gets in my way. Hey, buddy, I might run you over with this new Corvette that I just got. And I
0: don't care because I only have four days to live. Yeah,
2: what are you going to do, put me in the Who Scout? I will go on a four-day like run from the cops. I'll pull O.J. Simpson times like 40 and just keep going at a slow pace. They'll never catch me. I mean, just go nuts. Why not? I'm not going up anyway. I'm already predetermined to go down. So. That's true. That's why I eat meat during Lent. I'm a Catholic. <laughs> People are like, dude, you're eating meat. You're going to hell. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to
0: hell for everything I did prior to this cheeseburger. That's why I'm going to hell. We're just getting just there extra, quicker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, extra credit. I'm just boosting my resume for the, for the fiery guy down there. Joe, what about you? Uh, I think I have good enough credit to get a motorcycle. <laughs> so I do that. And then I'd try to ride it to whatever the uh, the Pearl Jam show is and try to go down in flames with the best band on earth. You'd go down in flames en route to the concert, Joe, because you've never driven a motorcycle before. <laughs> yes. uh, I'll figure it out. You'd have the credit, but you wouldn't have the expertise. It's like, I
2: really want to fly a 747. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Well, <laughs> yeah. okay, you're going to last about two seconds. You're going to pass out on takeoff. Yeah, what killed Joe? The Rapture? No, it was a Harley. <laughs> didn't make it to the wrap. Uh, it would
0: have been a triumph on a film. Oh my bad.
2: Okay. Okay. So then you would have had the American flag uh, helmet from like uh from on the road and everything, right? Easy rider. Or easy rider, my bad. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That, nice, man. I like that. I See, might ride with Joe.
0: I wouldn't because he's gonna die. But <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, we're all gonna die. That's true. If we all knew, and by we all I mean everybody, the last four days would be awful. It would be mayhem. Oh, it'd be a four day zombie apocalypse. You see him walking dead. That's exactly what it would have been like, except without all the dead people walking around.
2: And, you know, there's fools that are running around like thinking that it couldn't possibly happen, trying to rip people off, trying to hoard cash, you know, going to the, like the Louvre and taking the Mona Lisa. There will be jackpoles out there that will be pulling this kind of stuff like I got to get me what's mine before the, oh, end my of God. the end of the world. There will
0: be people who believe in this. What was the Orwell thing on the radio? War, of the, War, of, the War worlds, of the World, where everyone thought that they were actually being invaded by Martians and they started driving their cars off of cliffs and th- shoving their heads in ovens and stuff like that. Like, there are people who are going to buy into this. By the way, people are doing the draft thing. I guess I didn't read it all that fast. Mikey Beep Boop <laughs> says he missed the draft by a day. Day earlier, my number would have been called. Hashtag blessed. Jamie Hale tweets, guess I was too important. Not called 1970. Are you a major media market star, too,
2: Jamie? I got it for you guys. Don't worry. I got your backs. You guys stay home and hang out. I'm going at number 44, so don't worry. I got Charlie taken care of.
0: Up next, Pitt's got 99 problems, and they're all bitches. It's a Crowley Show.